Hello and welcome <laughs> to the Clubhouse. This is Golf Monthly's weekly look back at the various different events that are happening in the world of golf. I'm joined today by David Taylor and Jake O'Reilly. Squidging chaps. Yep. Nice to see you all. Nice and comfortable. Good weekend, everyone. Whoa. There goes our makeshift tripod there. There you go. We're back here. We're back here. So, yeah, good weekend. Yeah. Watch much of the golf? I didn't watch a lot of the golf. I think this will be a good talking point for... Um, for everyone, is did you guys watch much of the golf? It didn't really inspire me. The sort of the two fields that were competing, um, both on the PGA Tour and you know over in China as well. Um, so I didn't actually watch much of the golf this weekend. I was out playing, making the most of a re- relatively good uh, weekend's weather. Did you watch any of it, Nigel? I did indeed, yes. But the Chinese events do make it difficult, don't they? Sometimes, but we'll come on to that. And I should say, leave some questions and comments down below, and we'll do our best to come to them and answer them. But let's start with the Shenzhen International. Where Bernd Wiesberger won his fourth European Tour title. Jensen wants to get started on that. Okay, well, I um, didn't watch much either because I was away camping with the children this weekend. So, I, in a way, I wish I was watching golf. But uh, um, the bits I did see, uh, yeah, a pretty dominant performance by, uh, by Wiesberger. He, um, I mean, he's been a pretty consistent uh, performer on the European Tour over the last few seasons. I think it was his fourth European Tour win. Um, and he hasn't. I think he hasn't missed a cut since the US PGA last year, which is very steady, isn't he? Eight months or so. So it was building to this. I think he's had eight top five finishes in that time as well. It was one so. of those sort of tournaments, from what I sort of heard about and sort of watched the highlights. That it was one of those um, events contested by the sort of the guys that would fall into that underrated category: the Wiesbergers, the Ross mm. Fishers, Tommy Fleetwood. Obviously, nearly got over the line as well. Um, it's quite a few of those guys that you know week to week don't necessarily always mix it but they're always playing quite steady golf I mean that's a great stat that he's not missed a cut in you know what's that eight months or you know yeah and, and the, the, the quantity of top five finishes he's had as well I hadn't quite appreciated how good his form has been which leads me to my next question is Bernd Wiesberger one of golf's most underrated players uh, I'd say he's got to be up there for consideration um, because you never hear him discussed about as one of Europe's best you know when we talk about Who's going to get the Ryder Cup wildcard picks? He's not normally talked about. What? Um, why is that? Is so, that is yeah, quite so, a low-profile guy? The fact yeah, he's quite a quiet so. Austrian. Do you think he doesn't play that much in America? Do you yeah, that all feeds into it. I think yeah, all of the tick the all of the above box. Yeah, there. I think the I mean the profile of the events that he's done well in. I mean, it's, yeah, he has four European Tour wins. I, I, I can't. His last one was in two thousand fourteen, possibly. Uh, uh, and yeah, I mean, you get a profile by performing at the majors, performing at the big events, and uh, you know, getting a, getting top five finishes there. So yeah, he's performed consistently, doing doing very well. He needs to kind of step up to the next level, I think, before you, you start considering yeah. him. As Who well, do you guys think is the most underrated player, mm. both in Europe and the US? You know, comment below, let us know. Ricky think... Fowler, surely. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, we mustn't forget about Wiesberger that he was in the final group of the PGA Championship a couple of years ago. Yeah. So wouldn't shock you to see him land the major over the next couple of years. Um, let's talk about Tommy Fleetwood a little bit. Now, he's 29th in the world now, which I understand is his best ever world ranking. Shot 9 under to get himself into a playoff. Had a whole host of top 10s since November, since a great performance in the DP World Tour Championship. Is he now England's most exciting youngster, or is that still too out for you? Or he's up, he's definitely up there. I think the progress... I mean, he... He went off the radar a bit last season, didn't he? Uh, dropped off form, but he's come back brilliantly. This start this year, the win in Abu Dhabi um, and WGC. Uh, Se- it, second in Mexico, Mexico I think, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And yeah, he looks a really exciting prospect. I mean, you would not be surprised to see him up there challenging in a major. Um, Tyrrell Hatton, similar. They both burst through similar sort of times this season. Yeah, yeah along with Fitzpatrick, it's looking pretty I healthy. I completely moment, agree. I think Fleetwood, he's got the um, the talent. It's just whether he can mix it on the big stage with the big boys. Um, you know, I think where Hatton's done well is that he's you know played well in the Open. He's played well... Um, in the majors, and he's sort of shown that he can mix it with the big, you know, the big sort of yeah. top players in the world. Fleetwood has got to now come through and sort of do the, you know, where he's playing well on the European tour, he's comfortable. He's sort of a big, you know, big fish in a small pond. He's got to now be the big fish in the big pond, and you know, sort of go on and try and sort of, you know, get over the line in some bigger events. Uh, I think just that final round shows the character, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, to shoot sixty-three final round, challenging for, you know, to come through the pack like that shows that he's really moved on a level, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, and he's there to challenge in any tournament he plays in. Okay, so out of Fitzpatrick, Hatton, Rose, Willett, who do you think will be the highest world ranking, highest ranked player at the end of this year? Leave your comments below. Uh, now moving on to America, uh, Kevin Chappell, a fantastic performance from him in his 180th PGA Tour event. Now, that's quite a long time to not register a victory, and it was great to see his reaction on the 18th green there, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's why he um, gave it the old big fist pump and fair play. If you've been waiting that long to get you know, to get your win, then um, I think you're allowed to celebrate like that. Um, I didn't watch much of the event, as I alluded to earlier. I just don't think that sort of field really draws me in as, as much as um, some of the upcoming events that we, we've got um, on the sort of both tours, but... Um, fair play to him. I'm glad to see someone sort of that's been trying that hard. It, sh- it shows you that you know something we can all relate to, whether you play off 28 or you're a tour pro. That if you keep persisting and if you keep putting in the work, eventually you will get your rewards. Yeah, and it shows, I mean, it's a real steady rise for him as well, isn't it? I think he's been on uh, PJ Tour for six years or so. Um, it's built and built and built. Last year he had four second places. Mm. Um, and in some big events as big well. Event, I mean, he yeah. was a, a factor in the FedEx Cup playoffs in the Tour Championship yeah, well, he as well. To play off in the Tour Championship, didn't he? Yeah. And, um, and Players Championship as well. I think he finished second. Um, but he was—I mean—he was, he was getting slight reputation as perhaps a bit of a choker on the last day. Um, his putting letting him down, and he came back, showed, sunk that eight-footer to win it. You know, it's, uh, it showed he's another player who's moved on a level. I think. But is he is he now a guy who's going to go and win a lot of PJ Tour events, or do we see him as a guy who's possibly going to win another one in a couple of years and finish his career with maybe two or three victories? What do you yeah, think? I mean, it's hard to say how someone reacts to their first win, isn't it? You, you see see it both ways so often. Um, the next the next tournament, the next win is uh, is yeah. going to prove a lot for him and see see how he moves on from here. Like for more than five PJ Tour victories, angry face emoticon for less. Now, uh, Brian Brown has asked, thoughts on Rory's wedding? Jake, you <laughs> well, seem to be keen to be talking about this earlier. Official Golf Monthly Romance correspondent. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, I don't know anything about the wedding. It was no doubt it was a glamorous affair um, attended by some of golf's biggest names and, um, you know, world from celebrity. I think the, the thing that will probably be interesting as journalists is does that have the sort of the happy man effect that you quite often see with new dads, you see with people that have, you know, Sergio at the Masters, who's sort of happy with his personal life. Can Rory find sort of a, some sort of new sort of zest for life from this that then takes his game up another level? Um, so, yeah, it would be interesting to see how, yeah. how he plays this summer. But congratulations, Rory, from everyone at Golf Monthly. Indeed. Now, was Ian Poulter at that wedding? Because if I he was, that would be know. a lovely segue onto the next topic. Which Let's is... pretend he was. Okay. Ian Poulter <laughs> in attendance. Ian Poulter, sadly, uh, lost his PGA Tour card after missing the cut at the Valero Texas Open. 
I think he needed a top 30 finish because he was playing on a medical exemption to get the requisite money needed to keep his card, and he didn't quite make it. Uh, thoughts on that? Is this the beginning of the end for Ian Poulter, or might this be the motivation that he needs at this point in his career? I think he's 41 years old. I mean, he's the sort of character, you look, look back at his career, it's, uh, he's the sort of guy to come back from the stronger. I, I mean, he's 41 now. It's going to get harder with every year. If you're not on the tour, you're relying on... Uh, <laughs> relying on uh, sponsors' invites, which you know, he will which get. He'll get. He'll get a lot of. He's still, you know, got his yeah. European tour card. So he, I mean, still can play a lot of golf. It just he's, doesn't make the majors as, uh, you know, he's got to qualify now for the US Open and the Open. I don't know. It's just of an age where you think things will start to drift. It's seen it happen with Donald. Seen it happen a bit with Westwood. Is he gonna now find it harder? I year? think I he'll know. personally. I think he'll have another couple of good years in him. I think he's the sort of character that the more people write him off, the more balls he's gonna hit on the driving range, and the, the more determination he's gonna have when he's out, you know, competing. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in the winner's circle in the next two or three years. Okay. Um, so for me, I, I wouldn't write him off quite yet. He's playing actually this week with Jeff Ogilvy in the pairs competition. Um, I don't think they'll win, but they, you know, sparks could fly there. We'll see what happens. But 190th in the world now. That is. It is a decline, yeah. But I mean, a lot of that is down to the injury and just not playing. Yeah, that's fair. We've got here uh, James Luke saying that Rory will win the last three majors of the year. Bold. Will he? Uh, In a word, no. But I'd love to see it. One, two? I reckon he could win one. Um, Start with one. And and uh, then, yeah, yeah, who knows? (laughs) Okay, uh, other news last week, some fairly significant news if you're a Tiger Woods fan, was the fact that he went underwent his fourth back surgery since the start of 2014. Incredible, yeah. Now, some stats on this. I, I was saying that I thought if he had further complications with his back after his most recent comeback, that that would be curtains for his career. I understand he's not even going to be able to hit balls for six months. Uh, since his first back surgery, he's played 18 events, seven missed cuts, three withdrawals and one top ten. Is this the end of the road for Tiger Woods? I think it's... I mean, it's all said James. the last time it happens. It's all speculation. Who can tell? I mean, it's probably the end, yes. But, uh, you know, what, you almost feel like you want to just let, leave him alone. Let, it's not going to happen. Leave him alone. Let him get on with it if he wants to come back. Does he have the motivation to come back again? You know, they reckon he'll be sure out he's the rest of this season. Start thinking about his children and future life and, and being active later on in so life get, now, surely. Yeah, I think mean, just leave that story alone. If he comes back, great. You know, yeah. that's, uh, yeah. It's partly our fault in the, in the media exactly. for perpetuating exactly. it, isn't it? But he remains the most interesting topic of conversation in golf. It's what everyone says. Jake, what do you think? I think that gone are the days where he blasts his way to the top of the money list and wins multiple events, but I do think and I do hope that he can sort of notch up a couple of more wins in his career um, you know if Tom Watson can compete at you know sort of whatever he was mid 60s at Turnby there's no reason that Tiger just you know might put in a few more good performances places like Augusta places like the Open where he's got a good record and he's confident um, I don't think he's like I said he's going to go back to the top 10 in the world but he might be able to get a few a few more wins just for the fans that, that I'm sure everyone's sort of backing him now but Tom Watson didn't put that much strain on his body True. Um, he is an architect of his own downfall Oh, definitely. I think his his sort of hunger for more distance and to sort of be the ultimate athlete has definitely hampered him in the long run. But, you know, would you take a short career for 14 majors? I certainly would. Yeah, no, no. James Luke saying can never write Tiger off. Hopefully he comes back, but perhaps he could become an unbelievable coach. That's an interesting thought and one I've never actually heard before. Do you think Tiger Woods would make a good coach? I mean, the whole thing about Tiger Woods is he's, he's so driven, well, has been so driven, so 
self-centred and motivated. I, I mean, there's always been the argument about him at whether he'd make a good Ryder Cup captain, that sort of thing, whether it's, it's all about... Would him, he make a good Ryder Cup captain? Well, I think... He struggled as a team player, didn't he? But he has got that will to win. He's, he's certainly been inspired to play under Tiger Woods, wouldn't he? Um, as a coach, I mean, would he want to be a coach? I don't, I would Tiger Woods be a good coach? Like, if you think he would. Uh, Stephen Crown makes an interesting point. The Tiger story is boring me. I think the new generation needs more respect and leave the Tiger issue alone. I think there's something in that because mm. we're perhaps, golf perhaps isn't getting the credit it deserves at the minute because Tiger is still dominating despite the fact he's only played 18 events in three years. I think as an outsider, you very much think that the world of golf still revolves around Tiger and actually yeah. it doesn't at the moment. No, it kind of fills in the gaps, doesn't it? The story it fills in the gaps between the great majors, the stories, you know, Sergio wins, goes quiet for a bit, oh, there's another Tiger Woods story. I just, I'm a, I tend to agree. I'm kind of bored with it. Now. I think the problem with it is it's a story that keeps on giving. If Tiger just comes out and says, I'm a bit injured, um, I'm just going to play as and when I can, um, and sort of leaves it at that, I think that people will just sort of leave him, you know, get off his back a bit and just sort of leave him to it. The fact is that he keeps coming out with these sort of comeback every now and again, and then he's, you know, there's another comeback, and then it all, Willie, won't you play this week? He, he took a year off after his last back surgery, and that still wasn't enough to fix the problem. He's yeah. 41 years old. Yeah, I do think the injury thing is, is bad news. Anyway, well, let's stop perpetuating this, and let's move on to what is happening this week. Shall I talk about the new generation? I mean, yeah. that's um, we By just said means. there, we had a comment the same, we should talk about the new generation, and this week is exactly an event tailored for that generation. We're playing the first... It, you know, time I can remember in, in my lifetime. I think it's the first time in twenty odd years on the PJ Tour um, that they're playing a pairs event, um, which is part of the money list. Each pair in the winning pair will get um, sort of FedEx Cup points, um, and it's going to be a really exciting event. They're playing foursomes on Thursday and Saturday, and they're playing better ball on Friday and Sunday. So it should be a really fun event. Um, Was some... it not how many eighty teams? Yeah, so it's a good size event. Um, some of the headline pairs, in case you haven't seen much about this event, are um, Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson. We've got Jason Day and Ricky Fowler. Um, got Louis Housen and Brandon Grace. Uh, Brooks Kepka's playing with his brother, which will be a nice little side story. Um, lots of sort of exciting sort of lineups that this could really sort of draw people in that don't really get to watch um, much golf uh, other than sort of 72 hole, uh, 72 hole stroke play events. Yeah. What do you guys think about this? Do you think it's just um, a bit of a, a fad or do you think it could be something like no, last? I think anything that mixes it up, you know, you get the same format every week, week in, week out. It's great they're trying these things. You know, it may not work, but you've got to. You don't know until you try it. Dags is Dags saying, do they pick their team? So I believe the highest ranked player gets to pick their partner. Is that true? I think that's the case. Yeah. So it goes down the list. Um, and yes. So we've seen some some odd pairings in there. But yeah. My that. personal favourite was uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Rory Sabatini, who yeah. are sort of down the bottom. Close somewhere. personal friends somehow. Uh, yeah. Seems an odd one that one. Uh, well, I was having a look through the, the entry list and some interesting pairings for me were uh, Daniel Berger and Thomas Peters. Yeah, that one uh, jumped out at me. Actually. To see Luke Donald paired with the big hitting Jamie Lovemark, who I believe lost out in a playoff last year. And uh, Justin Thomas and Bud Corley. Bud Corley coming back after injury and playing some good golf and Thomas is obviously in great form. So I think it should be a really exciting yeah. event. Jordan Spieth and uh, Ryan Palmer, which uh, I think, you know, it's a great short game pair there. But um, yeah, who knows? It should be interesting. So we don't get to see the, the pros play foursomes very often, and when mm. they do, it tends to be match play, which means it's a bit of a different example because they're taking on every shot to try and win a hole, whereas this is going to be a bit more strategic, a bit more 
you know, it's a sort of a 72-hole event. Um, so I'm quite excited by, by this one. Yeah, Steve Lloyd's actually asking on a similar note, thoughts on the golf sixes, which is happening the week after next, I believe. Yeah, so that's a, a different, slightly different format. It's pairs, but by nationality, I believe. So I think the headline pair in that, I believe, is it's Andy Sullivan and Chris Wood. Yeah. Um, and that's being played at Centurion and St Albans, which is just north of the M25. And a very good match play course as well. We've played there a few times, haven't we? Yeah, yeah they're playing over six holes, as the name suggests. Um, so it's a nice short format, a bit like, I mean, they're sort of coining it as Golf's 2020. I'm not sure it would be quite like that, but they're you know, trying to keep it sort of an hour, an hour and a half um, for those six holes. Um, Lots of pyrotechnics, apparently, yeah, as well. Yeah, it's going to just so be a, a few exciting. sort of live... Uh, big crowds around the gr- all the greens, sort of music playing, just trying to make it a bit more fun. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that one yeah, goes. Absolutely. And finally, let's touch on the Volvo China Open, uh, where Li Hao Tong defends. Gents, who do you fancy for this one? Uh, well, I was going to pick Ross Fisher actually because uh, he's on a you know he had narrowly missed out the weekend. Uh, I think he birdied the 18th. Uh, sorry, bogeyed the 18th to miss out in the playoff. Um, but, you know, a couple of strong finishes at the WGCs. I think he's in really good form this season. And looking at the field, I think he stands a great chance. For hey. me, this is the sort of event where this sort of the guys that you see win steadily on the European Tour every year or two could come through quite a, a mediocre field. So I've written down um, Jaus Lauten and Tom uh, Chilborn Ollison, two names that tend to win every year or every couple of years. Good pronunciation. <laughs> Just about got away with that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, there's not there's no sort of real headline names in this field. So there's quite good value for you guys having a bet. Uh, keep an eye out for Golf Monthly's betting um, tips. They'll be out in the next couple of days. Um, there's some good value to be had this week. Yeah, I think some of that good value falls on the shoulders of Jordan Smith as well, a man who's played some pretty good stuff since uh, joining the European Tour after winning yeah. the uh, Challenge Tour money list last season. Good player, played well last week. Play well at the start of the year in the desert, and I think he will be a multiple European Tour winner in the making, so keep your eye on him. Uh, gents, any further business? Not, not for me. That's Just not. to say, keep your eyes out on the Golf Monthly Facebook page on Wednesday. We'll be doing a Facebook Live to take you through the new issue, which is on sale now, so keep your eyes peeled for that one, and we will chat to you then.